And we are live for the 26th episode of the Bronx Marabout podcast. I am your host, Matt, Luz, Luigi, and tonight I'm with Alex and I'm with Andrew. What's up, fellas? Gentlemen, opening day is tomorrow. We've made it. Let's go. Let's go. We're yes. finally here. We're finally here. Most When most people listen to this, it will be opening day. Maybe it'll be during the game. Maybe it will be after the Yankees. I don't think anyone's going to be listening to this during the game. I mean, you never know. It's on ESPN, so I, I'd rather listen to a lot of things than ESPN during a baseball game. So, you know, who knows? But, yep, you know, opening day. It's it's finally here, guys. It was such a long off offseason. Um, at, at times, I wasn't. I thought the MLB disbanded completely as an organization, as a league. You know, I, I wasn't even sure if it was still a thing. But it's back. It's back. The Yankees. It's. it's you know, anytime the Red Sox win the World Series, I, I, it's always just. It's. It always leaves a sour taste in your mouth, and it just makes you anticipate that next opening day even more. And man, we're the favorites, guys. We're the Vegas favorites. Vegas knows what they're doing. We're five to one favorites. We've got, you know, we added a lot of nice new pieces. We might might not have gotten the big home run splashes of, uh, you know, the off season, like all these guys signing $10 billion contracts, but the Yankees have a damn good team going into the 2019 season, a little banged up, but a damn good team. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch. So guys, with that being said, what, story what, what if you had to pick like one storyline because god knows there's a lot what one storyline would you pick would you say you're most excited about heading into the 2019 season for me i'm really interested to see whether the bullpen like lives up to its expectations because statistically the bull the yankees bullpen last year was the best of all time and then they sent they are getting a full year of britain and essentially replace d rob with um, Adovino, and then like Canley looked really good in the summer, in the in spring training in the summer. Um, so they have a chance to be even better, like, way better than they were last year. So I'm really interested to see whether you know they stick to that because last year the bullpen started out, it was really hyped up, and then the bullpen started out really, really bad. Um, granted, they had a few like bad outings where I know Canley gave up, I want to say like five runs in the blowout game against the Red Sox um, earlier in the year, but they did not start off great, so to see how the bullpen does to start off the season is really interesting to me. Yeah, for me, um, you know, all the talk on the offseason, of course, the big ticket free agents, what's going to happen with Manny Machado, what's going to happen with Bryce Harper, we didn't get either of those guys. I think the biggest name that Yankee fans wanted, and, and the, obviously the best fit, was Machado. Um, in the interim, we got Troy Chulewitzki and DJ LeMayhew. And I'm really curious to see how they fill that middle infield void in place of DD. Uh, also how Boone is going to use both those guys as late in and defensive replacements for Miguel Andujar. Uh, I really, I, call me crazy. I'm a big believer in Troy Chulewitzki and what he's able to do. Do I think he's going to be able to play 140 games? No, I don't even think he's probably going to make it till August before there's some kind of injury issue. But the fire that guy showed in spring training, I mean, his first at bat, he hit one down the line cranked it out. He hit one out in Nationals Park two nights ago. He looks like not peak Tulowitzki, going to win an MVP Tulowitzki, but he looks like a really, really good version of himself. And if he could be, you know, halfway the, the player he was when he was finishing in the top of MVP voting, I mean, we got an awesome penny, uh, you know, penny cost 
shortstop to replace Didi until he gets back. I, I, I'm really excited for that. Right. Bo- both very good. Both very good things to look forward to. But, you know, I'm going to go with the, the big G, Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, you know, last year, you know, it was a good, you know, good year, right? Decent year. But, you know, he was, he was really bad with runners in scoring position. Um, you know, yet I mean, what he had like multiple five strikeout games, so that that's never ideal. But I mean, you just have to, you really just have to look at Stanton as a whole and just just think of look at this guy's career. I mean, I think he's gonna have a big year. Like, I think he's gonna have a just massive year. And um, so you left um, off a of Stanton, right? So, dude, I I tell you what, John Carlo had the transition year last year, and. He's primed for just a monster year this year. I could be wrong. I mean, he could just be the same guy we saw last year, which, I mean, if we're going to complain about a guy who has 38 home runs, drives at 100 RBIs, <laughs> I mean, that's a good guy to be complaining about. I think he's going to put up monster, monster numbers. I mean, if he doesn't hit 45 home runs, uh, I think that's going to be – I'm going to be disappointed. I don't think it's a disappointment for him, but I, as a fan, expect him to put up gigantic stat lines this year. Yeah, like the way I said it before was uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Stanton just had like a ridiculous home run total like a month and a half through the season. You know, he just just has one of those ridiculous years where he's just mashing everything in sight because he he has that ability. He has that in him. And, you know, I really think it like, look, adjusting from the National League to American League, like not even just the National League to American League, look, any division to division. I mean, you're seeing a whole new set of pitchers, just a whole new ballparks. You know, it takes some time to adjust, you know, new travel schedule. I mean, I think really like Stanton's going to be just a lot better in his second year in New York. Yeah, and and, you know, the the stigma with the, you know, pitchers have you seen whatnot that usually only goes one way like if a pitcher's seen a hitter enough times they know what they swing at they know where their weaknesses are they know how to get them out but i mean hitters also know what pitchers like what zones they can hit what zones they can't what their their out pitches stanton didn't have the ability of hitting in i mean look one of the best parks that he crushed when he was at the marlins was city field and that's the time where the mets didn't outside of like 2015 when they went to the World Series, they didn't have good pitchers. So you know a weak pitching staff and you know what they're good at and you sit on pitches. And I think he has that benefit this year. He's seen almost everyone, uh, at least from a st- uh, most of the starters, he- he's seen them before. And when they play the the, uh, the Angels, he's going to get to see Matt Harvey again. Like uh, he's primed to just mash on, on pitchers this year. Yeah, and I mean, I think hopefully he'll have like maybe, you know, a more. I think the – hopefully judge will stay healthy right because i think that was a big thing where he was still very good while um uh judge was out he kind of you know kind of carried our offense right but i think if judge is healthy all year that's just going to help him even more just get in the comfort zone hopefully those guys could you know feed off each other and alex what what are your thoughts about john carlos stanton uh, i think we just lost him again <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, something to not look forward to this season right away is Tyler Wade because he, he's not on the roster, guys. Uh, this was a big sh- – I think this was pretty shocking to most people when you say – I mean, I think it was kind of a foregone conclusion, like middle of spring training. Like, all right, Tyler Wade, he's going to be on the roster, right? Like, who else is going to be on the roster? Like, yeah, you know, even if Hicks is hurt, like I guess Tyler Wade could play some outfield, but – 
you know, the Yankees just said, nah, we, we want an actual outfielder instead of Tyler Wade. Like, you know, and that they got one. I mean, what, look, I know it's unfair for Tyler Wade and we'll talk about who, you know, who they got to replace Tyler Wade in a second. But I mean, do you, for, let me just ask this. Cause this is what I've seen going around Yankee Twitter. Do you feel bad for Tyler Wade? I definitely feel bad for him. Like, this is the type of thing where you work you he's he worked really hard over the offseason and then had a really really good spring and then kind of just it it's all for nothing because he's back where you know he was the at last year he's back in AAA um so it it sucks for him but you know he's going to be playing he's going to get his at bats this year it's just to start off the season in AAA instead of making the jump to the majors um it's unfortunate. I'm going to play the contrarian and say I don't feel bad for him, but <laughs> because go, <laughs> it's because I believe that Hicks won't be out all that long. And I could be wrong on that. That back injury hasn't cleared up, and that's concerning. But I honestly believe they only need Steven Tuckman. Oh, excuse me, Mike Tuckman. Mike Tuckman, <laughs> whatever, man. Dude, he's so relevant. I don't know what I'm saying. I think they only need That's something because, I would do. because they need a more polished outfielder in place of Hicks, should they need one. Yeah, I mean, uh, opening day, you're probably going to go with Gardner in center, Stanton in left, Judge in right. That's what I think we're all expecting. Yeah. Um, you need you need a fourth outfielder. And Wade, even though he can't play the outfield, is more of a true infielder. He I mean, he's a utility guy. But I, I, I know he's played some outfield in – in the minors and in spring training, but I think they wanted a guy who's basically a pure outfielder. And when Hicks is back, I think Talkman's gone and Wade is back up as the utility guy. See, okay, the thing I mean, to go along with your point there, the thing that kind of got me was the Yankees told Wade they needed an actual outfielder, and that's why Talkman made it instead of him. And Wade Wade's like reply to that was, "I guess I'm not." And like, no, you're you're not. You're a utility guy that played the outfield a little bit in spring training, you know. He can. He has the speed to play center, but still, it's not like he's he has a lot of experience playing outfield. He's. I don't think has he ever played the outfield in an MLB game. I think he's played a couple innings in right field. Probably. Um, I don't know if he started, but I think he has yeah, a couple innings. Yeah, coming in as a defensive replacement, but still, you know, that's not enough to justify like thinking that you're an actual outfielder. Right, and, and that's ultimately why I. I... I don't feel bad for him because I think he's going to be up in a couple, in like a week or two anyway, and then it'll he's all played, be forgotten. He's played 48 innings in the outfield in his career. Oh, okay. The, okay. How many has Talkman played, though? That's the real question. Probably less. He has 32 career bats. Yeah, he hasn't played that much. Um, let's see. He has two seasons, so only Nine, oh, 91 innings in the outfield. Oh, okay, all right. But he is an outfielder by trade, so he right. did it all throughout the minors. Yeah. And Wade, Wade I don't know, he he definitely played the outfield a little bit in the minors, but he de- he played more the corners. Mm-hmm. I don't think he played center that much at all. Yeah, like, look, like being like you could stick a guy, like a fielder, like an athletic fielder out in the outfield who's not a natural outfielder, and you'll be fine most of the time. But then when a guy hits that Weird ball in the gap that kind of has like a weird twist on it. Like mm-hmm. Tyler Wade going to be looking like an idiot, okay? Because oh. that's a natural outfielder. That like if you're not a natural outfielder, you're just probably going to get the shittiest jump on that ball. 
Oh and yeah, going to be like a triple or an inside part. Or there's the or there's like say he gets a line drive hit right at and that he just has to go straight back to get. He's going to turn the wrong way and then have to turn back another, and the ball's just going to drop and it's he's going to look bad. It's almost right. Like and and guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I don't think he was hurt last year when we had to use Shane Robinson, right? So if anything, isn't that like that's an indictment on his ability to play mm-hmm. right field? We needed a right yeah. fielder last year, and they could have gone to Wade, and instead they chose Shane Robinson. I mean, it, that just like, says yeah. a lot, doesn't it? It just comes yeah, down to like, hey, uh, you know, you're not even a real outfielder. You, you're like 20 for 120 in your career. Like, what? Like, it's you know, if if you had a bat, if you showed some promise at the plate, then maybe we'd be willing to stick you in the outfield. But for God's sakes, we put we put Lyle over Bay and <laughs> Neil Walker in right field over the years. <laughs> Hey, Wade hit a home run against the Orioles pitching last year, so he's legit. That was that's his only career home run, I think. Yeah, it's his only career one. I remember he he would have had his first one at Yankee Stadium, but it got robbed in uh, 2017. Feels bad. I forget who robbed it, but yeah, that happens. You know, it happens, especially to guys like Tyler Wade, but. Well, guys, you want to do these pinstripe previews? What do, we, what do we want to start with? We have the infield, we have the outfield, and we have the bull, the bullpen because we already did the starting rotation. Uh, we've been talking about the outfield, so we might as well just do the outfield. You know, that's a good idea, Alex. I, I'm full of good ideas. Um, you guys know who's in the Yankees outfield? I have no idea. Um, that guy that wears number 99. I think. He's kind of irrelevant, though. Yeah, guy's a loser. Um, well, the Yankees outfield. <laughs> well, the Yankees outfield heading into 2019 with Hixie out. It looks like it's going to be Guardian left. Or is Guardy or Judge going to play left? I think if they got to put Gardner in center field. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely would be. The outfield will definitely be Stan and left, Gardner in center, Judge and right. Like, the fact that they kept, they moved Stan to left last year and kept Judge and right means they're just committed Mm -hmm. to Judge as the right fielder. Yeah, so, I mean, Gardy in center, I mean, you know, I guess it worries me a little bit because I just feel like Gardy, like, every second that goes by just gets so much older. And he's just gonna like just cripple down to an old man by midseason. Yeah, but, but if you ask him, I bet you he said he could play 162 games a year. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he'll be saying that when he's like 70 years old. You know, I guess <laughs> he can play 150 games out there. But yeah, I mean, the, look, the Yankees outfield. If like, look, I keep saying it. If Judge, like Judge was out, how long was Judge out for last year? Two, Two months. months. Yeah, I mean, he was out for a while last year. I think we forget that. If you would have told somebody that, hey, Aaron Judge is going to miss you know, two and a half months and the Yankees are still going to win 100 games. I mean, well, I'm look, I'm still trying to figure out how the Yankees won 100 games last year. Honestly, like, if, you, if you if I didn't have access to the standings all year and you asked me, like, oh, what do you think that team's record was? I would have been like 83 and 79. Yeah, like, that team sucked. But no, they won 100 games. And it's one of the big things was Judge not being there. Mm-hmm. But. Guys, how are we feeling about this outfield headed into the year? I mean, it really is a big, you know, depends on Hicks. He could be out for five days. He could be out for five months, you know. You just yeah. don't know with backs. Backs are so tricky. But, yeah, how are we feeling about this outfield going through the season? I think Judge is going to murder everything. That's, you know, um, you know, I like it. His whole – his new approach that he has with two strikes where he doesn't have a stride – um, I saw a thing of his six home runs in spring training. Five of them were hit with two strikes with the no stride approach. So that's pretty good. Um, and I th- I think if he continues that, he is going to just 
you know, he's going to destroy the ball. He's going to really have a good year. Um, he just has to stay healthy. Like last year, he was having a really good season, and then he got injured, um, and that all kind of went to waste because, you know, down the stretch, the Yankees didn't have him at all. So if he stays healthy this year, I think he's going to have a year closer to 2017 than 2018. Yeah, I, I think based on what he's shown in spring training that he's ready to return to his 2017 form um, with you know the, the veteran experience of you know, maybe a little better plate discipline. Uh, obviously, he's not going to do the home run derby, so we don't have to worry about the injury associated with that. Um, I think he had like a pulled muscle muscle on his shoulder when he was really struggling in August of his rookie year. Um, obviously, the, the linchpin for the whole outfield is the injury to Hicks. Um, the Yankees have a really, really good backup plan. Um, most teams lose their starting center fielder, and uh, you're scrambling. I, I imagine the Angels if Mike Trout gets hurt. It's a completely yeah. different ball club. The Yankees can slot in a guy who's been with the team since 2007, I think, was Gardner's rookie year. Like, he's been with the team a long time and has put up good numbers as recently as 2017. Um, I mean, he's not going to play 150 or more games in center field for them, uh, but he can cover for the two or three weeks that Hicks is going to miss. Uh, and we already talked about how uh, we think Stan is, is primed for just a, a monster bounce back year. Uh, it's not like he had a bad year last year, but I mean, he's, he's ready to, to take flight this year. Yeah. No, the thing everyone, uh, I see everyone's like, there's so many people on Twitter that think Stanton had such a bad year last year because, you know, he struck out one time against Kimbrell in the ninth inning of game four of the ALDS. Um, Did do that. But- he, he did do that. But he hit 38 home runs, 108 RBIs, hit what, like 260-something. Mm-hmm. That that's a good year. He was just so bad with runners on base, like runners in scoring position, though. Like, I think his batting average with runners in scoring yeah. was like 215. Like, it was really bad. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't very clutch. That's the, old, that's the only thing. Um, but And it, a lot of that has to do with the fact that he hit 59 home runs and you know, 2017. So everyone's expectations of him were, th- were through the roof. But I agree that I think this year he's much more comfortable in New York, and he's going to have a much better year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm expecting Stan to have a big year. Like Andrew and I said, wouldn't be surprised if you know he's the MVP because he just puts up such a ridiculous offensive year. But you know, let's talk about the new guy in the outfield, Mike Talkman. Uh, 59. Steve Talkman. <laughs> the, uh, Steve Andrew, Talkman. Uh, Mike <laughs> Stephen <Steven> Talkman. <laughs> uh, only has uh, he's 28 years old, so he's not you know he's not like some young prospect. He's he's been around for a while. Uh, he's you know the last couple of years, last few years, he's been like he's just been mashing in whatever whatever league he's in in the Miami the Pacific league. Coast League yeah, is the uh, Coast League. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, he only has 59 career at bats, uh, only nine hits. Some real Tyler Wade MLB numbers, if you ask me. But I mean, look, depending on how long Hicks is out, this dude's probably going to get a shot. You know, he's he might get a few at bats. Who knows? But I, I you know, what? the comparison, and this is going to happen for the next, like, especially if Voight keeps doing well, this comparison is going to happen like throughout time. Where like any time Cashman gets a guy like this who's like in his late twenties, he's kind of been around for a while. He's like, oh, this guy could be Luke Voigt. This guy, he's gonna be Luke Voigt. He's gonna come in and hit like three forty and like fifteen home runs. Like every guy's not gonna be Luke Voigt, you know. Like just, 
You would think that we as fans would have learned with Brandon Jury last year. Yeah. Nope, not every guy that yeah. Cashman pulls up the scrap heap turns mm-hmm. into a stud like Didi. Not but... every single person that plays baseball is an absolute stud. <laughs> well, well, Cashman traded for him, so like yeah, he's no, gonna make yeah. the moment Cashman gets a guy on Twitter, it's like, oh, Cashman the god. It's like, eh, okay, you know, this guy could suck. You know, well, let's, let's see. It's very possible. A lot of, lot of, I've seen a lot of guys on the Yankees suck. So you know. Um, but yeah, you know the outfield. It, it really it's all about Judge and Stanton. Um, we'll also be interested to see how much uh, left field Stanton plays this year. Uh, like obviously, it has to do a lot with like you know who who's injured, right? If the outfield's mostly healthy, I, you know he'll be playing a lot of DH. But if Hicks miss, misses a lot of time and if Judge is hurt again, Gar, I mean he's gonna he's gonna have to play some outfield. Well, well, guys, there's there's two other names mentioned in the pinstripe preview we're talking about for left field that haven't been the topic of conversation on our pods in weeks. Uh, the Yankees have a recovering Jacoby Osbury confirmed, not dead, by the way, there have been photos of him alive <laughs> at spring training. So he's not dead. Um, and obviously they just demoted Clint Frazier just so he can get regular bats. Uh, if he, if he's on the, on the 25 man roster, he's going to play once or twice a week. And that's not good for his development after missing a full year. Um, I think those guys are going to play um, some form of role this year as well. Obviously, Fr- Fraser way more than Ellsbury. I, I think it's fair to say that no one expects much of anything from him. But the Yankees still believe that Clint can be the guy that they traded for when they sent Andrew Miller away in 2016. And legendary bat speed. Yeah, I mean, if he can recapture that form, I, he provides another young bat from, from the system that you know the Yankees have had a, a really good story in the past few years. Gary in 2016, Judge in 2017, Glaber and Andujar last year. I mean, could it be Frazier this year? I mean, we don't know. Is Frazier still technically a, a rookie? Or did he exceed that in 2017? Is it based on uh, the amount of it that you get in a single year or for your once you hit a certain number for your career? I want to say it's in a year. Because I don't know. He didn't play yeah, much of anything last year, except that one game that he – whipped on the on the pop fly in Detroit and Luigi lost his mind. <laughs> Look, I lost my mind a lot of times last year, okay? That's like, not wrong. Yeah, Clint only had 34 at-bats last year, 134 at-bats the year before. Mm-hmm. I want to say the the um, limit is 150. So he might still be yeah, rookie. Yeah, he, 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 might... he exceeded his rookie limits during 2017 season. Oh, so I was wrong then. Yeah, you were wrong. You're an idiot. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's the kind of pod we run here. Nicknames. It has nicknames as Red Thunder or Bubba. So have you heard that name, Major Bubba? Ladies and gentlemen, Clint Frazier's new nickname is Bubba. Broken here first on the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. Clint <laughs> Frazier will forever and always be known as Bubba. Yeah, like does, does baseball references make these nicknames up? I feel like I've seen these on like. Other, I mean, they didn't make up Red Thunder. Nicknames. Obviously, not Red Thunder, but he Bubba, hates that though. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like it. Bubba sounds like a guy who's like six foot, two hundred forty pounds. You know, Bubba Crock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, you know that like Jacoby Ellsbury. I mean, didn't make you know he didn't make twenty five man roster, so he he doesn't get my time. Uh, you know. Guy's my least favorite Yankee of all time. Um, let's go to the infield. H- how about it? Uh, 
you know, the infield, it's, I mean, hey, guess what? We have injuries in the outfield. We have injuries in the infield, too. How how about it? Uh, Didi, according to Didi, he'll be back in May. But according to the Yankees, it'll be, like, late summer. Who knows? I still love that, that they asked Didi, like, <laughs> when are you going to be back? He's like, I'll be back for the third week of April. And they're like, no, you won't. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be playing at <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, which one of you was it who said the in- middle infield was your most uh, – the storyline you were most interested in? That would be me. That would be Andrew. I was about to say, it's it's one of you two. You know, it's, it's flip a coin. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you have so many different pieces you could put in this middle infield with Tulo and Glaber. I mean, just – Tyler Wade, <laughs> Tyler Wade, uh, Neil Walker, Ronald Torres. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, scratch that, scratch that. We triggered so many people on Twitter. We're going to cut that out. We're going to cut that out. Um, yeah, so I, honestly, like, I'd have to say, if I was just to go with infield, there's two guys in the infield that I have my eye on. One guy's behind the plate, so, you know, obviously Gary. I mean, how, how's Gary? I mean, after Gary's legendary 186, 291, 406 line last year, uh, how is he going to? Is he going to top that? Can he possibly top that? I mean, I would yeah. hope so. He could. <laughs> I would hope that he could possibly top that. Oh man! Um, what did Gary yeah. start last year? Like one for thirty-five or something like that. He started. Awful. I know he started. out was like zero for fifteen. It was something so. His bad. first wasn't his first hit that home run. His first home run of the year. At one point in Gary, Boston, maybe? No, it was off. Of, it was in. Uh, it was against the Rays. The second series. Can we like please not talk about Trump. Gary Sanchez and the Rays in 2018? Those things oh, don't go together. Okay, Ooh. yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. He definitely was hitting like 050 at one point. No, because he oh, had yeah, it. He was, he was the one first for two, game. One the point. first game of the season, he was one for five, and then he didn't get a hit until the sixth game of the season. Oh. He went one for four. Then he didn't Which get a I hit think was that home run. The, the sixth game, I think that was the home. That he hit a home run. Yeah, he did. It was against the Rays. You know. Yeah. Run. See, I told you. See, I I, I'm pretty sure that. Remember. I'm pretty sure it was off of Snell too. I, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And Alex is like, yeah, Gary hit a home run off. You, you want you want me to add more to uh, the memory there? Oh, no. Go, go ahead. Uh, that was also the game Snell started. Stanton hit his first home run at Yankee Stadium. And then that was the first game that Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez all hit home runs in. And that was the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my God, some people with their memories. Sheesh. Okay. Uh, I only remember, like, useless stuff about the Yankees, though. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so Andrew, how are you feeling about your guy Gary? Being the Gary Sanchez resident fan here, how do you feel about your guy Gary headed into the twilight? Uh, uh what? No, no, no. <laughs> We're not doing that again. No, I mean I mean I I know I famously said on this podcast last year that Gary was going to get out homered by Greg Bird. I would that say was... infamously, not fam- yeah. infamously. Yeah, that was, that was one of the. Oh, geez, and, and they both had brutal seasons. But I mean, there's no way Gary can't be better than he was last year, right? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, especially if you get Judge and Stanton getting on a roll in front of him, like there's no breaks in that lineup. He's going to have to see some pitches. Uh, he's going to be hitting what? Cleanup as of right now, I think that's what no, they I'm pretty sure Boone said Voight is the cleanup hitter. Ooh, okay. I like that. Um, no, nah, man, I, I, I we, we've seen what 
Gary can do when he came up in 2016, and then also all throughout 2017. Uh, I mean, there's guy. This guy has so much talent. And last year, do we want to chalk up to injuries? Do we want to chalk it up to quote unquote sophomore, not sophomore slump because it was technically third year? I don't know. Uh, he's gonna have a, a, a better year. Uh, I mean, there, there's no way he can't. <laughs> Man, I like. You know, it's it's a shame because him being so bad offensively last year, like I thought he actually made like some strides behind the plate last year. You know, like I thought he was actually better behind the plate, but it was just so you just couldn't even focus on that because he was so bad offensively. It was Bro, how can you tell me that he made strides behind the plate? He led the league in pass thought- balls and missed two months of the year. I mean, I know I, I thought he made strides behind the play last year. I didn't say he was good. I didn't say he was. Oh, he was a good catcher. He was better than he was. Yeah. In like I, I thought. I'm like, okay. I seen. I see like some signs of improvement. Okay. Like I, I see him. Becoming he's still a good, a good pitch framer, and obviously he's got that that great cannon of an arm. But I think that's about it. <laughs> he's bad at blocking, but he's decent at everything else, pretty much. Look, I, I saw some keyword some improvement from Gary Sanchez behind the plate last year. Hopefully he continues that, right? Because uh, you know, my heart no, can't we, take Gary Sanchez. My that. heart can't take Gary Sanchez uh, you know, behind the plate doing his usual shenanigans. I don't think Andrew's um, blood pressure can take that either. No, it I can't. think it's the first time we've ever said the word shenanigans on this podcast. That's uh, a weird thing to know. Yeah. Um, I'll, <laughs> let me uh let me check with the BBB stat guy. Um We have an archive guy, don't worry. Um, another guy, obviously, we were talking about him earlier, Tulo. Tulo and DJ LeMahieu, um, both guys who could be very interesting pieces in this infield. Um, you know, Tulo got to wrap that guy and, uh, you know, uh, plastic wrap. I, I couldn't even think of what I was going to say there. <laughs> Bubble wrap. Hi. Bubble wrap. Guys, Luigi. I say, I, I don't know, man. I can't even come up with a good burn. Cut this out. Oh, geez. It's possible to part. <laughs> oh man, but, so you know, Tulowitzki. I mean, I think I had an over under. Like, how do we think he's gonna play most of the year? You know, is he gonna stay healthy? But you know, I think the guy we forgot, DJ Lemayhu, may be like the unsung hero of the Yankees in 2019. I mean, he may just be like sneaky, a guy that's there all year. You know, this. You know, Boone said what? How many games did Boone say he was gonna say? Like 140. Yeah, like. It's like oh, that's a you know it's okay that's a lot of damn games. Yeah. You know? So, but I think they're they're basically going to use him as a form of just resting everyone and like getting Andujar out of the game in order to you know like get better defense in at third. So I don't think he's going to be playing 140 games or whatever. He's not going to start. Gonna start. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. going to start 140 games. He's going to come in as a defensive replacement <laughs> yeah, when, a lot. What if he's like, yeah, he's going to play 140 games. He's going to be a defensive replacement 135 games for Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that's what we meant the whole time. Um, but, you know, the, obviously the big storyline um, with the infield. And, you know, this is why, you know, see, I don't, I don't know if we should take Boone's word because Boone said early in March that like, oh, yeah, there's no way Bird and Voight are both going to be, you know, one of them is going to be in AAA to start the year. And, you know, breaking news, both of them are going to be in the opening day lineup. Uh, okay, Boone also didn't know that Hicks would die. So, I mean, look, screw Boone. Okay, Alex, we're, we're getting Boone here. Okay, no, I'm Hey, I'm defending him because of your irrational <laughs> hatred for him. Uh, I'm kidding. Season hasn't started yet, and we've already got screw Boone on the podcast. <laughs> we've already got Luigi triggered over Boone. 
fourth <laughs> inning tomorrow. It's like a three-two game. Like take Tanaka out already. What are you doing, Boone? Oh man! And then he oh. takes Tanaka out, puts in Tarpley, and Luigi loses his mind. He leaves Tar- Tarpley, gives up like a home run to every hitter in the lineup, and Boone just still has him in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fans are throwing things on the field. He's just like, yeah. Well, Andrew will be one of them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Andrew is on the field. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, if you guys big- see someone, someone run into the Yankees dugout with a sharpened toothbrush tomorrow, it's me. Why a sharpened toothbrush? Because that's what they use for shivs in prison, man. Come on. Well, you yeah. have experience with that? <laughs> prison <God>. Mike. <laughs> like the, the biggest storyline in the infield is obviously Burger's Boy, right? I mean, that was the that was the big thing. And I mean it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, as guys start getting healthy, uh, like, you know, is one of those guys gonna get the boot? Who who knows? But I mean look, Greg I just know what Greg Bird's gonna do tomorrow. He's gonna go like four for five with like eight RBIs, two homers, and we're gonna be like, look at this bird, like look at this guy, and then you know we're gonna check back in like late April, and he's like, wow, he has always has two home runs. Shit, like he's one eighty two home runs and eight RBIs. Wow, but no, I mean, look, man, it, it that's another thing, man. Luke Voigt, that three thirty three four hundred five six eighty nine uh, slash line last year. Pretty damn impressive. Like, he kind of forgot how damn good he was down the stretch. Uh, I'm not saying, like, oh, can he keep that up? Because if, you know, he keeps that up, then he's going to be an all-star every year. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, for a guy that came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden was just one of our – one of the hitters in the middle of our lineup, it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep that up next to guys like – and I think it will help a lot that he's, you know, hitting with guys like Judge and Stanton and Glaber. But, yeah, I mean – just Luke, like Luke Voigt and Bird in the lineup, I think it could really work. What do you guys think? I want to say it could, um, but having them both in the lineup at the same time would, it's difficult because that means one of them has to be DH, um, which means Anduar has to be a third, and then Stan has to be in left field. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where they're both in the lineup. And I remember seeing a thing saying, Boone. Said that DJ is going to be D or first base against lefties, which I don't I I don't know if that's true, but that would be an odd decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, does Voight have better splits against right-hand pitchers? Is that is that like why he would say that, or just because no. like it would be normally Bird and Voight, but he's not going to like Bird face a lefty? I don't. I that that's what I was confused about. Like I would you'd think. Let me look it up, but. Yeah, if that's the case, I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where Bird and Voight are in the lineup together. No, and for if, the exact reason you said, because cause Hicks is out, so you have to have Stanton. Either Stanton's playing left field, and then you're going to DH stage. either. Yeah. Right, right. I, I think more more often than not, you're probably going to have Stanton and left and Andor DHing, right? And then you put then you'll put either, I mean, probably not Glaber, but you put LeMahieu at third, and then you can put in, you know, Either Bird or Void, whoever's on the bench, you can sub them in for the for each other based on, you know, handedness. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's here's Void splits. He last year against lefties, he batted three forty with seven home runs. That's decent. And against righties, he hit three twelve with eight home runs. 
he was so damn good last year. Yeah. So we're going to take him out against lefties? He, he all, against righties, he had double the amount of at-bats, too. That's pretty I'm, good. Yeah. Let me... That I don't... See, I saw that on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's 100% true. Um, just because that'd be it'd be that'd be a weird decision to have DJ playing against lefties at first. It, when Bird and Voigt are going to be both on the roster, you know. Um, and Bird Bird against righties last year hit 192 with eight home runs, Oof. and against lefties he hit 224 with three. So it's not like that's much of a difference. And he had about four times the at bat against right-handers than he did left-handers. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think they're expecting much from Voight if that's the case. Or from Bird if that's the case. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, Greg Bird, you won't find a lot of good splits from that guy in 2018. You know, I'll tell you that right now. But, yeah, I I think – I feel like it's 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 such a tough place because, like, there's still just so many Yankee fans that want Bird to be, you know, that guy. Well, it's because um, in, in 2015 he came on, hit yeah. a bunch of, hit a couple of home runs, and everyone was like, "Oh man, he's going to be great." And guys, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the 2017 ALDS, he hit a home run with Andrew Miller. It was it was a kind of a big moment. Not many people really, know about it. I don't really remember that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I didn't expect. Luigi, you know how you said you didn't think you could find any good splits for Greg Bird. I did. In- 2018, as a DH, he hit 364 with in with <laughs> one home run because he had 12 at bats as a DH or, or 11 at bats as a DH and went four for 11. What a monster! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Greg Bird. Well, yeah, you know. Um, well, guys, anything else with the infield? I think we we talked. I well, I mean, we kind of did. We talk about Glaber. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk about who. who? We can talk about Glaber. I th- you the guy know. that's a week younger than I am and makes me feel so, really old. So, so something to talk about with Glaber because he never like his power. Like he ended up hitting more than twenty home runs last year, right? Because twenty four. Yeah, yeah. He never really showed like that. You know, he had that power in the minors. You know, so mm-hmm. do we think he's going to continue that? Like, I'm not saying you know. Do we think he's going to hit even more home runs? But like. Is he going to still remain in that, you know, that 20, 25, right? I, mean, I don't think so. He's hit a decent amount of home runs in spring training so far. Yeah. And like he could have hit more last year, but he was on the DL for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I honestly think he's going to be a guy who hits 25 home runs, 40 yeah. doubles annually. Well, and the thing in Glaber's scouting report um, when he was coming up was that he, there's no like skill he has that just stands out as really as like mm-hmm. over the top, he's just really good at everything. Mm-hmm. So I think even if he st- if he hits 20, 25 home runs, he's going to make up for that and having like a 290, 300 average. And right, as opposed to a guy like who I, I, I think he kind of profiles similar to is a guy like Javi Baez in the Cubs who yeah. had a huge power outbreak last year, but um, you don't really know what you're going to get from him year to year. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll have like maybe Glaber will have like a couple years where he's in like the 30s, but yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, in his in his prime, he will. But I mean, people forget Glaber's still only 22. Yeah, and I mean, he had just such like he had just such like a good solid rookie year last year. Mm-hmm. 271, 340 OBP, 480 slug, 
uh, 24 homers, 77 runs batted in. I mean, he was just so solid. And he missed really a lot of time, time, too, on the DL. In, uh, and when he was playing through the injury, that's kind of why his batting average yeah, tanked. He was, yeah. he was not good when he was playing through the injury. Play, he played in 123 games, 431 at-bats. Yeah, I mean, Glaber, I mean, finished third in Rookie of the Year, voting behind uh, Andrew Har and Otani. Still can't believe they gave Otani the Rookie of the Year. But anyways. Don't um, get us started on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so – Oh man, I can't wait to hear John Sterling say it's Glaber Day. Oh man, wow, that's one of one of the better Sterling calls. If I say so myself. Um, all right, well, we want to move to the bullpen. Let's do it. How's the uh, bullpen looking this year? We, we bullpen looking all right, guys. I um, think it'll it'll be okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, man, the Yankees bullpen is. Da- I mean, if the Yankees the Yankees had the best bullpen last year, and you know, I mean. Spoiler alert, I think they're going to have the best bullpen this year. I mean, when you have guys like Zach Britton and Adovino, Chappie, Green, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, that's not even including guys like, remember, Jonathan Holder showed, you know, some good signs last year, not against the Red Sox and Fenway that one game, but he was pretty, pretty good for most of the year last year. Kind of surprised a lot of people. Tommy Kearney, another guy. The Yankees' best relievers last year and it, people don't realize mm-hmm. that yeah he was he he really was i mean he, his stats just got kind of spiked from that one you know like when you give up like five six runs in less than an inning you're, yeah but he, gonna go he up, had but. a streak where what was the streak it was like 27 straight innings without giving up a run mm-hmm. yeah and i think if you extend it further it was the game after well he got demoted the day after he up that grand slam mm-hmm. that extra inning game against the orioles in april he got demoted, and when he got recalled between then and the game in, in Fenway that Luigi just referenced, um, that time in between, he had like a sub-2 ERA yeah. and like a whip of like 0. .85. Mm-hmm. Andrew, you're pretty familiar with the game where they uh, he gave up the Grand Slam and extra Oh, God, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> and it should have been two, because remember, Caleb Joseph was robbed by Judge an inning earlier. Um, that was also a folder. <laughs> that was one of the more brutal games. Um, yeah, so obviously no more D-Rob. You know, D-Rob's no longer with us. But, I mean, when you were playing – He didn't die, Adam, man. <laughs> He's on the Phillies. Look, when you go to the Phillies, you're dead to me, okay? That's that's all I got to say. But, no, Adam I – mean, look, when you replace D-Rob with Adam Adovino, whew, whew, man, I, I can't wait for – Watch me some Adam Adovino, man. Number zero. That's, that's going to take me some time getting used to. You guys know why Tyler Wade didn't make the opening day roster? It's because he struck out against Adam Adovino twice that one time. <laughs> it was like, oh, Adam Adovino strikes out uh, four hitters in a scrimmage. It was like Tyler Wade twice. I'm like, all right, that doesn't count. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, a surprising, so, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise uh, guy who made the uh, who's 13th pitcher, Stephen Tarpley. So congrats to Stephen Tarpley. Um, good, nice young pitcher. Hopefully, hopefully he you know gets some good times this year and uh, for the Yanks. Uh, you know, a guy I'm interested in is Tommy Canley because you know kind of lost his velocity last year. You know, it was kind of not the best year for him. Took him a long time to get back. But I mean, man, in 2017 he was one of our best relievers when we got him. You know, I mean, he was great for the White Sox too. He was great that year. Um, so what do we what are we expecting from Canley this year? So so wait, so Canley's officially on the roster. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been a big Canley supporter since we acquired him in, in 2017. 
I still have to see him go out there and prove that he can dominate again like he did in 2017. Uh, his velocity's up this spring, which is good. But I, I don't think the results are exactly where they need to be yet. So um, it, maybe it just takes a couple more innings to you know, work out the kinks. But, oh man, if he can get back to where he was, then you're talking about Chapman and then four setup men in front of him. Like, that's that's just so nasty. Yeah, um, he. I mean, yeah, he actually like he only threw. Uh, he was in twenty four games in uh, twenty eighteen and a six point five six year. He only threw twenty three innings. Um, when you know the season before, uh, for the White Sox and Yankees combined, he was uh, through sixty three innings. So, yeah, I mean, you you just hope he uh, he could get back. Uh, it's funny. Uh, what do you call it? in spring training? He was he was decent through eight innings, eight hits, four runs, three earned. Um. But yeah, just I, I just I can't stop looking at like when anytime I look at the list like of the names in this bullpen, I just, I just start salivating. I mean, like just I mean I think the guy that at least I always forget about because I I'm always looking. You know, we got we re-signed Britain, out of, we got Ottavina, Chappie's back. But I mean, Chad Green's kind of just like that, miss you know, Mister Do Everything, Mister Be in almost every game. I mean, Chad Green's just such an important part of this bullpen and. I don't know. Like I'm interested to see. Like obviously, Batances is uh is going to be on the injured list to start the year. But like with him being out, like who's going to kind of take that eighth inning role? You know, are they going to put Ottavino in? Is it going to be uh, Green? Like, uh, is it gonna, are they going to make uh, Britain? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how Boone manages that bullpen, especially with Batances yeah. out. I don't know. I, I I mean, you would think that it would be Britain just because he's the guy who has the most closer experience outside of Chapman, but do they want to use their two lefties back-to-back? I mean, yeah. I guess Tarpley's in theory a third lefty, but uh, I, I'd like to see it be Adam, Adam, uh, Adam Adovino. I think he has the nastiest stuff, and in a pinch, that may actually work against him in the, ninth, in the eighth inning, though, just because if you get in a spot in the sixth or seventh inning where you absolutely need a strikeout, of course, there's the three-batter minimum rule this year, so he'd have to either finish an inning or pitch to at least three batters. But, I mean, if you need a strikeout, he's the guy you're going to call upon. So that may keep him out of the eighth inning. Uh, I'd like to see him there, though. I think I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, like, that's – yeah, see, that's the thing, though. It's like just having two lefties back-to-back is just – I feel like maybe if Patantis isn't out that long, they might just say, like, all right, we're not going to, you know, put a guy in the eighth inning role. We're just going to take it game by game. You know, if three lefty, if two lefties and a righty are coming up in the eighth inning, like we're not going to put in uh, Britain, we're going to put in someone else. You know, like they might not, they might not need to like commit to an eighth inning guy. You know, with because I, you know, Batantis is just usually that guy. So I, I don't know, Alex. Who who do you think is going to be the eighth inning guy without Batantis? With Batantis gone, Batantis gone, I'm going to say Britain. I'm either if. It's if they have one specific guy, I'm gonna say Britain. Um, but I think it's probably more likely they just have, you know, whoever is ready for that day. Mm-hmm. Like it's <laughs> it's more of a rotating thing. Like it could be Ottavino, it could be Britain, it could be, you know, Canely, whoever like is been has been pitching well, whoever like is ready, you know is rested something like that i mean i mean louis sess is an option you totally just disregarded him 
Oh, right. you know All what? Right, Andrew, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew, I didn't say Sessa because I figured he's going to be the closer, okay? Yeah, that's a good point. we got to update that pinstripe preview then. <laughs> oh, man, what are we expecting from Chappie this year? Chappie, like, Ch- Chappie, I, I love Chappie, but he, I, I'm still just so, you know, like, Chappie just still makes me so nervous. Oh, yeah. Like, just, Anytime just, he, like, he, he allows a base runner, you start sweating. You know, like he had a two point four five ERA last year. I'm like, there's no way. Like he he had thirty walks and fifty one innings. That's so yeah. Bad. My God, so control has always has been his problem. Like with the Yankees, he just sometimes has absolutely no control, and especially like of his slider. That thing can be so nasty, but if he has no control of it, he just throws fastballs over. Well, I think it's the other way around. I think he throws. Sliders when he can't throw the fastball. Uh-huh. The fastball is usually the one because of his velocity that he has trouble locating. And well, I remember there was a, there was there was an appearance a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was uh, a save he got in Fenway. He came in with a three run lead, allowed two, and mm-hmm. left the bases loaded. I think. Yeah, I remember um, that. I, I, he threw like forty pitches and threw so many sliders because he had no idea where his fastball was going. Well, the thing is, if he doesn't have control of his slider, he doesn't throw it. So then he just throws fastballs, and that's it. And he'll maybe throw in like a changeup or something, but eventually, like his fastball, if he doesn't have great control of it, then he has nothing. Yeah, but do you guys remember how good he like when, when he gets that fastball dialed in? Like, do you remember when he was start when he was humming two seamers last year? Like, I think it was that game. Yeah, that big comeback against Houston, the last game in Houston, he struck out Altuve to end the game with like a ninety-nine mile power two seamer that had like dirty movement on it. Like that is an impossible pitch to hit. Mm-hmm. You know what's uh, insane about Chapman, though? Like, with all his control issues, he only blew two saves last year. He was 32 for 34. That's pretty damn good for a guy with, like... Let's see, they were, the, obviously, the Fenway game. Yeah. Uh, was that the sweep? Yeah, that was the the, the Sunday Night Baseball sweep. Uh, the one that you could all see, that everyone saw coming, and then they <laughs> just wanted to die. Yep. Yep. What was the, what was the other blown save? Let me try to remember off the top of my head, which I'll, I definitely won't do. So I'm just I don't remember it off the top of my head, so I don't I think you can. <laughs> oh, you're saying you got a better brain than him, Alex? That's a little cocky. I'm saying I have a better yeah, memory yeah. than him because he can't remember what yeah. he had for breakfast this morning. That's a good point. It's, <laughs> he's got a really good point. Um, Luigi, what did you have for lunch today? Man, that's a good question, too. Sheesh. See, there you go, Andrew. Okay, I'm pretty sure his other blown save was against the Indians in May in the game they won. Oh, was that the one where Andrew hit the walk off? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was. Yeah. I think I was at that game. Yeah. Andrew, oh, so you must have been yeah, really happy when he blew that save. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> thrilled, man. Remember the game in '17 where who was it? I would think it was Batances in the eighth inning, like walked the winning run in. Uh, it was like a July game. It was like the day either before or after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a day yeah. game against the Jays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom was at that game. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember, though, the summer of Dylan, though, that whole stretch? He had that, oh. that blown save, too, in Oakland. There's just that photo of Castro just face down dead after that blooper <laughs> got right over his head. Well, you know what's, what's, you know what's crazy about that year? Game. You know what's crazy about that year? is like Batances was like the best relief pitcher in all of baseball till like June 20th. Like his ERA was like 0. 0.5 or something yeah. crazy shit, and then he just 
he literally just started doing heroin or something. Like, I don't know what happened. Really. And last year was the opposite story. He allowed, well, would they say that he allowed two home runs all yeah, of 2017, was- and then he allowed two home runs in his first two appearances last year? Yep. Yeah. But then he was just lights out for like the next three months. Man, I'm going to miss him for however long he's out. But it sounds like it's not as bad as Severino, right? No, yeah, they said he shouldn't be out like that long at all. Okay. I think I th- think it's supposed to be like the, either the minimum ten days or a little bit after that. So he'll be back in April. But the thing, you there to do? Did, oh did wait, no. He's here. Am I here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought I lost it. Um, no. The thing with Dallin is like he is he he's not like the most important part of the bullpen because the Yankees have such a deep bullpen so his injury it's not the end of the world yeah can you like, imagine if we didn't sign resign Britain and get out of you know how critical that injury uh, would be well see I don't I wouldn't even be worrying that much just because they'd still have holder and green and they probably would have resigned Jack. Robertson yeah exactly so I think they'd still be in good shape but like if this was the Red Sox, you know, had Dellen was their only good player, then they're well, funny you talk about the Red Sox. They only had one good reliever, and he doesn't have a job right now. This is true. I feel like well, I feel like somebody said this on Twitter, and I feel like it really could happen. The Red Sox, like the first three weeks of the season, are just going to be like, you know, just have a bad record, and they're just. Like they're gonna have like ten losses, and four of those losses are gonna be solely due to the bullpen, and then they're just gonna get like re-sign Kimbrell. Like, all right, we, we honestly, I back. can totally see that. Like, we need you back. We're so bad. Like, we didn't think it'd be this bad. Where we were wrong. It's so bad. Yeah, that's like a dual. That's like a double-edged sword because Kimbrell obviously makes that bullpen head and shoulders better, but at the same time, they just extended Sale. They're gonna have to pay Bogerts this year. They're gonna have to pay Bradley and Betts the following year. Like they can't pay everyone. <laughs> oh, I know, but I mean, listen, that that bullpen may like it may be like one of the worst bullpens in baseball. You know? Yeah, and you say that, and yet a guy like Henry, uh, Femme, excuse me, Henry Mejia is just gonna be like disgusting when he comes up. The next Mariano Rivera. Oh my God! Just because you know, like like suspended three times when he's with the Mets, the Red Sox pick him up for nothing, and he's just gonna be. Just disgusting because that's how like that's how it works then. Dude, they won a World Series with uh Uahara as their closer and he was awesome. And then he was been garbage the rest of his career. Like this I don't know what it is. He, well, okay, that entire twenty thirteen season, that was a season of Red Sox signing mediocre players and them all, all having fantastic years. Yeah, yeah, dude, Dempster and Napoli and all those guys. Saltalamachia and Shane Victorino. God, I'm gonna throw up. Can we please stop? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, from what we've learned with the Red Sox, the Yankees are doing it all wrong. We should have a shit bullpen if we want to win a World Series. This what is are true. we doing? Damn. Cash, Cashman didn't think that one through. Um, so, you know, guys, look, I'm just going to ask this question pretty simply. Is it World Series or bust this year? Is it one of those years where it's like, if this team, like, if this team doesn't win a World Series, like, People are going to be really mad. Not because I think if we make, let's say, like the Yankees make the World Series and lose, like I know that sounds bad, but like, look, this team not only have they not won since 09, they haven't been back since 09. You know, mm-hmm. so like, I think if, like, basically this 
if they don't make the World Series this year, there's going to be a lot of angry fans because of, you know, oh, we know we should have got Harper. We should have got Machado. Like all that's going to all those Yankee fans are going to come out of the wood. All are going to come out of the woodwork and just be very angry. So is it World Series or bust this year? Is it one of those years? So here's my thinking. I think if they make it to the World Series and lose, everyone will be angry. Like I will be way more angry. Just because I don't think there's any team in the NL that's even close to as good as the Yankees right now. But if they make it, say, to the ALCS and lose to like the Astros, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal because the Astros are about like they're much closer to the Yankees in levels of like of talent. So I think it'll be a much bigger deal if they make it to the World Series and lose. Just because, of course, that'll be the biggest tease mm-hmm. for everyone, but also what, who, what team is the best team in the NL right now? The, I don't know, the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, exactly. The Dodgers? Like well, they, you know, they had the, uh, I forget who sent it in uh, Slack, but uh, you know, all like the MLB guys were making their predictions and the NL was all over the place. Yeah, like, exactly. Literally all of them. Like, damn, like a lot of because people, there's the no team. A lot of people have the, like, there's yeah. four teams in the NL East that could all make it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the Central, there's the Brewers and the Cubs and the Cardinals. And then the West, it's kind of just the Dodgers, and that's kind of it. But, yeah, there's so many there's so many just, like, solid teams in the NL, whereas the AL, it's kind of the Yankees. Very top-heavy. Yeah, it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, and then who else? <laughs> I mean the the Indians are still like heavy favorites to win the Central, but I I just I don't know. I, I don't I think, think I, don't I think they're going to be I think they're going to be bad the Indians. Like I I think they're not going to make the playoffs. The Indians have like a bunch of minor leaguers that's starting in their outfield because they did mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to address the fact that they lost um Brantley. Which I Hey, 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 hey. 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 Don't be disrespecting my boy Carlos Gonzalez like that. Did he make the team? <laughs> I, did he? Did he not? It would be news to me. I don't know. Just yeah. say it. Did he that make was, the team? Because that was a sure thing. The original cargo. There's yeah. another cargo. Carlos Gomez. Yeah, he doesn't count though. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I'm actually going to say kind of the opposite of what Alex said. I think you know, in, in a seven-game series. Obviously, the team that's better should win, but I mean, we saw what happened in 2003 when we made the World Series and got, you know, bigger blessed by Josh Beckett. Um, I I would be more disappointed if they lost in the ALCS to a team like, let's say, Houston. I just I, I know Houston probably represents the best competition, but especially after 2017 and having not been in, to the World Series in 10 years, I feel like you have got at least cross that threshold first. And then if something bad happens, like you, you run into a healthy Kershaw, who's just a buzzsaw or, or, you know, whatever, like they say they play the Cardinals and Goldie goes like or if the seven entire, for 12 or something Andrew, like that. Have like, ever seen Kershaw pitch in the postseason? Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like if for whatever reason he's on and he's lights out, right? Like, and, and you lose two games because of that, you know, it's like we won the pennant. We'll be back for more next year. I feel like that's more stomachable than 
losing the LCS again and not getting the taste of the World Series. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Andrew. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Kershaw, it's like here comes Kershaw with 4.5 career postseason ERA. Kershaw's, Kershaw's uh, strategy in the playoffs is to go- have like four good innings and then just give up five runs after what, that. You know, what I'm always afraid of is that the team I'm always afraid of in the NL every year. They never do shit, but I'm always afraid of them is the Nationals because I'm just like, man, if that if that team ever makes it to the World Series and, you know, you have that rotation to face. I'm scared. Like, if the Nationals I, that's what I'm ever get out of the NLDS, I feel like they actually could win the World Series. Yeah, because like that rotation is a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if that rotation is clicking, like you ain't doing. Well, and now the rotation. Now they have Corbin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that rotation is. I mean, Strasburg seems like he's never healthy, but I mean, Scherzer in himself is just. If you have to play a seven-game series and you're facing those three guys, yeah. six of the seven games, like yeah, good night. <laughs> There's no, there's, you're, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, and we don't have Dusty Baker managing them to bounce out. This is true. Oh man! All right, guys. What we got? Anything else? Any, any final thoughts before? I mean, guys, this is the last pod before the 2009 baseball season. 2009 baseball season. Oh my god! Wow, wow, wow! I can't believe I just was in diapers, man. Dude, I said that because we're going to win the World Series this year. That was the last time we won the World Series. See, I think of this stuff ahead. You guys you guys think I'm just an idiot, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're not going to say 2009. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Well, I love that. I, I know we said we were going to give a quick shout-out to our Instagram account. Um, and one of our co-hosts, Matt's been doing a great job running it for the last yep. month or so. So if you guys haven't gotten a chance to, to check it out. Sorry, G. It's been doing a good job of running it. So if you haven't checked it out, um, we've just been doing a countdown uh, every day. And whatever player's uh, number correlates to the amount of days before the season, there's been a ton of video highlights. Uh, we, there was a huge cheater binge yesterday, like like seven or eight posts. But uh, make sure you guys go through that. Uh, throw us a like. Uh, we said we're going to start taking um, questions in our DMs. So hit us up there. Um, Slide in the DMs. And we'll definitely we'll definitely have to build some mailbag sessions in because mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you have set topics in in the preseason but once the game starts yeah I mean hey, I did you see that game last night yeah. <laughs> I was about to say once the game start like you know the stories just write themselves especially with the Yankees um, right oh man That's, I for one just Oreo. cannot. I, for one, cannot wait until Boone blows a game with his bullpen management and Luigi just automatically says yeah we need to pod so I can scream about everything. Oh uh, no! Well, honestly, like the moment Boone messes up, like I'll be live already, All right. and we're live. They're eighth inning of Yankees versus Orioles, game number two of one. Can we get like a Stephen A. quality rant from you, like within like the first two minutes, just like seventeen f bombs, just like this guy sucks. Get him the hell off this team, like just. That's I, I mean, I hope we don't get there because that means we've lost like seven out of ten games. But I mean, if that happens, man. You always uh, a Stephen A. quality rant. Hey, I'm I'm ready for anything with this Yankee season, the 2009 Yankee season, right? That's what year we're in. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> well, for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew, this was the season 2019 season preview of the Bronx Mara Baba Babble podcast. Man, I, I can't even talk. We've been doing we've, <laughs> we've been doing this too long. Uh, yeah the the nineteen the nineteen thirty nine season preview. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
Starting in right field is Babe Ruth tomorrow. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. We have Adam Adovino, so strike out four times. There we go. Yeah, hopefully Whitey Ford is uh, on point tomorrow. But uh, well, <laughs> that's the show, guys. We'll see you next time. Go, go Yankees. Yankees.